Welcome to CoreCentric Conversations, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories of procurement and finance transformation. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today as we kick off a five-part podcast series where we'll discuss how to plan and execute a procurement transformation. But this isn't just any procurement transformation. We're going to be focusing specifically on transformations for finance-led procurement functions. So over the course of this series, I'm going to be joined by CoreCentric's Senior Vice President of Source to Pay Global Delivery Operations, Joe Payne, and Senior Director of CoreCentric's Advisory Consulting Practice, Jennifer Ulrich. So Joe and Jen, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Kelly. So Joe, let me start with you. Can you provide a brief introduction to anyone in the audience who hasn't met you yet? Sure. Um, I'm CoreCentric's SVP of Global Delivery Services. So I run a team of implementation specialists, uh, advisory consultants, and outsourced uh, service providers to help enable our customers to transform their procurement and finance departments. And Jen, if I can have you do the same. Sure. So uh, Jennifer Ulrich, as you mentioned, Senior Director, and I lead the advisory team. So essentially, we help organizations uh, across the procurement and finance space to help elevate the role of procurement and finance, to help them improve their processes, uh, really empower their people, um, get the best technology and tools, and just really enable them to be effective in their roles. That's awesome. Thank you both. So it's going to come as no surprise to either of you or to anybody listening in that the conditions we're dealing with today, especially for global businesses, are in a state of constant change. We're looking at things like mergers and acquisitions, management reorgs, technology is constantly changing thing. And then, of course, we have the impact of globalization on the way companies operate. So the sustainable evolution of any company requires all of its departments to evolve as well. But all of these moving parts during this evolutionary journey have to keep moving in the same direction with some level of alignment. Now, when we focus specifically on procurement inside of all this change, and we think about how we can deliver maximum value, procurement and finance specifically really need to be working in unison to ensure that Procurement stays aligned with the strategic direction of the company, as well as staying aligned with overall organizational goals and priorities. So again, Joe, we're focusing on this finance-led procurement-specific transformation. If people are uncertain about the need for transformation in general, um, can you talk about how someone might evaluate whether or not they need a large-scale sort of overarching procurement transformation or if they can just do some spot changes or modify things about their current strategy? Sure, absolutely. You know, and I always say that there's no other area of a company that can have the impact to both the bottom and the top line as procurement can. And, you know, why is that? Why, why can procurement have a top line um, competitive advantage? You know, it, it's really because the procurement done right, the way we engage with our stakeholders, helping them with budgeting, building requirements, going to market, and the way we engage with suppliers, uh, becoming a customer of choice and getting suppliers to give us, you know, better pricing, better terms, but then also access to new technologies, new services, 
uh, being first in line when there's capacity constraints, that type of uh, role, there's, there's no other part of the organization can do it. And if that's not recognized and institutionalized in your company, then you need to transform procurement. In other words, if procurement is not seen as something that can bring a competitive advantage, then you absolutely need to transform. Um, if procurement is seen as tactical or as an order taker or as a reactive function, then you need to transform. If savings alignment doesn't exist, meaning finance has one definition of savings and procurement has another, then you need to transform. And if compliance is an issue, meaning you've, uh, you have procurement creating preferred supplier agreements and then out in the field, no one is buying from those agreements then you need to transform. These are all you know, indicative of systemic problems that won't allow procurement to become a trusted advisor or get to trusted advisor status within a company. And so that creates the need for transformation. You know, a best in class procurement function, I look at it a lot like, if you remember that movie Pulp Fiction, there was a character called the wolf and the wolf came in and fixed problems and he did it with a high level of service and a high level of competency. And if procurement is not seen as the wolf of your organization, then you absolutely need to transform. Although maybe a little bit more welcome than, than That's the wolf right. or anybody that's that seen Pulp Fiction. Very true. Um, now, if, if the benefit of transformation is in the eye of the beholder, how might a procurement-led transformation differ from a procurement transformation that is led by finance? You know, the, the two groups come at it from completely different angles. And I would say almost 100% of the time when we're supporting a procurement transformation led by finance, we always start with a digital transformation and automation. And, you know, why is that? It's because from a finance perspective, the problem is that there's not visibility into liabilities, right? That they can't predict cash flow because they can't see invoices coming in and they have no idea if those are valid purchases or not, right? So they always come at it with that angle of saying, I need, I need to have better visibility. I need more controls. I need efficiency. And how am I going to get there? The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to bring technology to the table to support that. When it's a procurement-led transformation, it's almost the inverse of that. Procurement transformations always start with two things, spend visibility and resources, you know, staffing, team structure, organizational structure. And what procurement's doing is saying, look, we're going to centralize, we're going to standardize. I need resources to do that. And I need to show value quickly um, through savings. So I need to know what we're spending money on. I need resources that can address those things. And so they're looking at it from two different aspects. And the problem with the way procurement's doing it is they're creating what I would call a self-fulfilling prophecy because if you're always starting with savings to show value and you know providing credibility to the organization, then you're always going to be judged against savings. And there's so much more that procurement can do than just you know help a company save money. So I always recommend you know looking at it and thinking about it, you know, the way finance views it versus the way procurement does it. The best, the best solution is to bring those two things together, right? And look at holistically people, process, technology, and the value of procurement in one, as, one as the main component of procurement transformation and tackling all those things as you, as you change the organization. 
You know, and I think that's an important point. So Jennifer, let me come to you for a little bit more color around some of that. You know, Joe listed off a whole bunch of things that, you know, if you have this, then you need transformation. If you're doing this, then you have transformation. If you don't have that, then you need transformation. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that most procurement transformation projects, whether procurement led or finance led, have some combination of things that need to be addressed. And so setting priorities is absolutely critical. Based on your experience, how would you recommend that an organization go about establishing objectives and priorities for a transformation, um, especially very early on in the process, something that might almost serve as like a like a steering guide or, or something mm -hmm. to keep you on course? Yeah, absolutely. And I think every transformation, no matter what size, like you mentioned, uh, whether it's sort of modular or bigger overarching for the entire organization, uh, it's going to really be unique to every particular company. Um, and that's going to be based on the maturity of the organization itself, as well as the individual function and where they are in the evolution. Because as we've seen over time, uh, you know, you could have a very advanced organization that's very profitable and moving along nicely in the market, but that doesn't necessarily mean that procurement is right in that same place. I think that's where we see the most misalignment. Regardless, uh, I think it's really important to set those objectives no matter what scale you're going at and make sure that they're aligned in a few different ways. So number one, aligning to the greater company goals. So I think the biggest point of failure I've seen early with organizations is that they don't do that. So, you know, they sort of go off on this um, work stream within procurement and start doing different efforts with tools and technology and processes. But if you haven't aligned with where the organiza organization itself is going or what else is happening in the company, it, it goes off the rails pretty quickly. You don't get the right attention. You don't get the right buy-in from leadership and so on. Beyond that, you want to make sure that you're also aligning it to the, the pillars of procurement, as Joe mentioned, a few of them. So uh, the people, process, tools, technology, metrics and reporting, as well as the role of the function. And when we look at it from the different angles, you know, especially as we think about a finance-led transformation, uh, you know, a finance perspective, as Joe mentioned, would be more focused on compliance and controls, and then procurement focusing more on that that spend management side of things. And regardless of where your focus is, it's really important to understand how the goals are going to both intersect with each other as well as those broader goals. So. I cannot emphasize enough the importance and the criticality of planning, really, really planning, sitting down and, and spending the most of your time really up front, building the roadmap, understanding the resource efforts, uh, the timeline to get to the end state vision, building that end state vision, and then aligning it cross-functionally so that you can be basically set up for success because having a good plan obviously is going to get you in the right path. Well, and one of the other factors that has to be addressed and so often presents a challenge when a company heads off on one of these transformation journeys is in fact the change management effort, right? Because we've become so accustomed to talking about, you know, digital transformation, procurement transformation. It's easy to forget that if we're honest, transformation is really just a fancy word for change. And people don't typically love change. And so how you plan to handle that upfront ends up being a critical factor in the overall success of your initiative. 
When we think about some of those change management considerations that need to be accounted for in that plan that you were talking about, what are some of the details that people should both think through in advance as a project team and also focus on in their communication efforts? Sure. And I think that's a good call out because I think the change element is the other, you know, major point of failure within a transformation. You know, what what I see a lot happening is, you know, organizations, they they can see that something's wrong, right? They they know they need to change. They don't always know what the exact change looks like or how big or small the change might be, but they do recognize the need for change. However, whether or not you know, they're prepared for that change. Oftentimes I'd say, well, more often than not, they're not really, really prepared. So we spend a lot of time with organizations helping build the roadmap. And I, and I often tell them, you know, the worst thing you can do is build this and then do nothing, right? You, you started to garner the support in the organization. You reached out to stakeholders, possibly suppliers, leadership. So to start that and then not go any further is, is really just going to put a bad taste in people's mouth, really, to be to be honest. So what you want to really consider um, is the people, right? Who's it going to impact and how? The stakeholders, suppliers, leadership, but procurement as well, finance, the functions that are um, both correlating with the processes, but also the end users of those processes. Having that end state vision, as I mentioned, it's really, really important to set that up front to say, you know, here's what I want to be when I grow up and, you know, how long it's going to, you know, essentially, when do I want to be there, right? And then you can kind of work backwards from there. At least it doesn't have to be perfect, but it gives you a sense of, of where you want to go. And then things like understanding the competing priorities, um, having a really solid plan with the resources and any investment needed, but also having that business case to say, if we need, if we need to invest this much, this is the return on that investment. And then import, just as importantly, just assessing the change culture within the organization. You know, are people typically very averse to change or not? Um, when change is approached in the organization, when has it been successful? When is it not? And leveraging those techniques and strategies and applying them here. Again, all going really towards the planning stage of things and making sure you have a really good understanding of what you're getting into how long it's going to take, who's going to be needed, I think is just going to be absolutely critical when you're embarking on any kind of transformation. Absolutely. And it's a phased process, right? And so today we've kind of focused around objectives and goals and thinking through some of those early elements like change management. So I think this is a fantastic place to have started the whole series. Um, now, we do want to let our procurement teams plan out their goals and strategies Obviously, there's an important piece of input that has to come from procurement. It's just so critical that not not take place in a silo, because really what that means on that journey is you have to stop at waypoints. Now you have to change direction. You may have to duplicate efforts that you already thought were done. Ultimately, if finance and procurement can work together to align goals and plan out the transformation with multiple perspectives incorporated right from the outset, that is the best way to ensure that procurement delivers the desired value to every single stakeholder inside and outside of the company. So Jennifer and Joe, I want to thank you both so much for joining me for this conversation today. That was a great conversation. I appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you as well to all of our audience members who've tuned in today. 
Remember, this is the first part in a five-part series, so join us in the next installment of the series as we move on and discuss how to do a current state assessment of procurement in advance of transformation. Thanks for joining this CoreCentric Conversation, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories of procurement and finance transformation. We hope you found our discussion useful. With each episode, it's our goal to give you insight on how to lead change your organisation. Get started by visiting us at corecentric.com. That's C-O-R-C-E-N-T-R-I-C dot com.